This is A&E News, and now on to weather with Windy Bushfire. <laughs> it's getting hot in here, but please leave on all your clothes. I'm Wendy Firebush, and this is your weather report. The last few days have brought sunshine and with it rising temperatures. Areas seeing an increase are bath, reaching a lovely 22 degrees Celsius. Now, there are some warnings for those that may not be able to take the heat in Westminster, as things look to be warming up in the Partygate Inquiry. Now, as the jet stream moves across the country, there is indeed some extra pressure building across the Atlantic. As Ron, look at me, I'm a real boy, DeSantis, announces his candidacy for the Republican nomination. Now, there is some coolness coming in overnight. Think Joe Biden and his Ray-Bans. But much like the state of this country for the past 13 years, there will be a little change for the foreseeable future. Now, to this morning, and what a beautiful bloody morning it is. It's Blue Skies, a gentle breeze, and a bloody brand new pod. Welcome to A&E Politics. That is a disgrace. You're reassured, I'm reassured. Not another one. Mistakes were made. That's a pig world. Thinks he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. The truth is he's Jabba the Hutt. He lived rent-free in his head. Hello there. <laughs> you seem so unsure when I was, I was, I was come told to, when to you're not shriek. <laughs> so I'm trying really hard to not shriek. Um, um, thank you to Bailey's parents for yeah, pointing so out that I, <laughs> <laughs> that I shout. <laughs> so I'm being very quiet today and calm. And Emily's I'm sure got a Emily's no got like a, a holding mic so that yeah, she can be extra quiet and hold it so close. That I'm we living can just up hear to my comedian dream of standing here. Yeah, I'm going to tell some jokes in a minute. She is sitting down, as a matter of fact. Oh, um, I'm going to sit Bailey's also with us again. Hello. Best of the pod, Bailey. Bailey's Best friend of the pod. You're welcome for the bloody good intro. That was very good. Thank you. I was. I speak for the fans when I say that. That was brilliant. I was like semi-delirious last night at like past midnight and I put in the group chat I was like I have an amazing idea for yeah. the pod and then we spent like 20 minutes trying we to write on it the train back from London like <laughs> and he was like, they was like I have an idea for the record and was like cool yeah, <laughs> did yeah. everyone pick up on the no, pun of Wendy Firebush yeah oh, can so I, no, I just want to claim some, some I want to claim some credit windy. for Wendy <laughs> 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 that was mine um, also can we Introduce Tom before the magnificent, wonderful, the Thomas wonderful, Lowe. super sexy. Tom, why are you not wearing a shirt? Yeah, Tom, like he just come in today, right? We do <laughs> before the show. We do this little prep run, right? We always walk into town together to get a coffee and come to And Tom just decided not to wear a top today, and, and he we didn't don't bring one up to campus. He's just shirtless now. Teeth and like Tom, you look, you look great, but why? <laughs> like I've been really working on my body and my body it, confidence. I it think it really shows, and you know, it's you something fantastic. which. I, I wanted to share with you lot, but I I, I pretty I, firm. Yeah, you yeah. look great. You Thank look you great. very much. It's actually quite distracting. Anyway, the sun does reflect <laughs> off it. But yeah. um, very very baby pasty. oil. Very very shiny boy. So we're back with a with a proper full full episode today because three out of four of us have our exams completely over now. So Yay! we have nothing better to do than this. Um, Bailey, why are you here? You better you got better things to do, my friend. Yeah, I did literally just get an email from someone saying like. <laughs> We're on a very tight schedule. Oh. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is the first time you've emailed me. I'm on a tight <laughs> schedule as well. I'm going to fame next week. <laughs> <laughs> I have a barbecue tomorrow. I'm having a vegan roast with Adam's parents on Saturday. Like, he's just gonna, I, he's I gonna am booked. Hold the holding mic, which Ad, Emily's had, and he's just going to roast vegans for, for three hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to yeah. get really vegans, sad at the end. That's what the event if is. If I threw a block of butter at you, it's what would you do? That's my roast. <laughs> That's it, excellent. Right. That's right. it, excellent. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what would you do? I'm not, right. What would you do? <laughs> not eat it. On, I think that's all on, he has to do. Also, <laughs> I don't think I would eat a block of butter if it was thrown at me. I'd probably go. <laughs> yeah. We go, ah, a block of don't butter. Put yourself down. I reckon you could get through half a block of butter at least. Ugh, okay, no, right. That, I have that's, that's a friend much. that fully ate a whole block of red Lard. Leicester cheese right in front of me. <laughs> I was just stunned that she just like, Freya Burgess, whatever you're doing, I hope you're eating lots of red Leicester cheese. Today's show, we're going to cover three main <laughs> stories and then, a, and then a big one. Uh, we're going to do American presidential race because Ron DeSantis has announced he's running for president. Why are they running? Uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> was about Cardiff real quick because there has been some awful developments there. And then Tom's going to talk about the net migration figures that came out today. And then we're going to talk about Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party as a whole because there's some oh wonderful there's some hot as moments per. from lots of top tier conservatives. And and then Emily's made a game. Show, you I should think, be worried about Tina Turner. Oh, rest in peace to an icon. Yes. Rest in peace to Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. I would if I could it's do an entire really block about, on her. It's not really about Tina Turner. You'll see. Okay, so uh, no, no one else knows what the game is. I was chuggling. Emily never makes the game, so this hey, could be a shit show. Um, throw you, made, back to you made one game one time. For those new listeners, please go back to the <laughs> don't to the go back to skiing and just go to the end of the don't episode listen, called Skiing. <laughs> don't listen to anything before February twenty twenty. No, come Everything on, that game, that, that game's like Yeah, the game was good, but the whole show That's, was shocking. Yeah, but yeah. go to, okay, look at our reels. I came up with the game. Black reels was good, yeah. Oh, well done, Tom. Right. I was going to come up with the game oh, today. So, in, so what we did was we, we sprayed deodorant onto a tennis ball yeah. and set it on fire and then oh. just threw it at each other in the middle of a field. Right, how's that going to work on our <laughs> podcast? <laughs> hey guys, Patreon if you want to see us burn ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see Adam getting set on fire from Wait, the polyester. Right, can we spray butter with deodorant and set that guys, on fire? Guys, it's that Adam it's see been what he five does. minutes, we haven't <laughs> got to the show. Hey, right. you said you wanted a two hour yeah, special, I'm I, giving it to I, you. I, no. Oh my God, we're here for two no, hours. We're not doing two hours special. <laughs> I joke. We got a tight schedule, I got barbecues to be at. Exactly. Tomorrow, Tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, we all got that. Is this our plan together? I got a prep for it. I haven't even written my vegan race yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ron DeSantis has announced his run for the Republican presidential nomination in 2024. The announcement itself was marred by uh, a glitchy Twitter spaces interview between DeSantis and top right-wing zealot Elon Musk. Uh, the, that, I'm not going to focus mainly on the announcement because I think it's all stupid anyway. Uh, we've talked about the American presidential race a few weeks ago with Derek, who's obviously a lot more uh, like He's a professor of American politics, so he knows more about it than we Big do. Love Derek. Just a, but just cool a brief, so just to remember who Ron DeSantis is, he's the current governor of Florida. He was first elected in 2018 and then re-elected with a dominant share of the Florida vote in 2022, uh, last year's midterms. Uh, and his governorship of Florida has been characterized by extremely right-wing legislation. This legislation includes a, the a colloquially referred to as the Don't Say Gay Bill, which is legislation that pushes a parental bill of rights, which is in quotes, and you can't see me doing the, the air quotes, but they're there. Uh, and it doesn't allow for the teaching of homosexual or non-heteronormative identity to any school-aged children, uh. and to the point where children's parents can sue schools and get books removed from schools which um, to teach about anything that basically isn't the, the, the of the nuclear family of a of a man, a woman, and two children, um, and then that's just one of the bills. Uh, he's also signed a six-week abortion ban in the dead of night, which obviously six weeks is such an incredibly short time to be able to have an abortion. Most women don't realise that they're pregnant until after six weeks, uh, and he's also in, eased the ability for people to carry concealed firearms in the state. And his general vibe is he's a culture warrior. He believes that there's, um, you know, there's a woke mind virus going around and infecting all the liberals. It's very, um, 
reminiscent of the Suella Braverman Wokarati kind mm. of attacks. He's a he's a culture warrior. He's a culture warrior. That, I actually can relate to that because I'm really worried about um, what they put in yogurt too. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that needs to explain that, there is culture in yogurt. Yeah, that's that's for my yogurt. <laughs> I wish fans. that they would. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my yogurt! Miller Corner boys, Activia. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is listening to the pod and she is excited. <laughs> No, I, I anyway. wish that he was like targeting yogurt rather than Ooh. Yeah. It would make it a minorities. Yeah. Instead of yog hurting my minorities. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't like a key example of the culture war is there was this, um, there was this um, trans swimmer who basically won a race and he said that they didn't win the race because they were competing. Hey, don't bring race into this. That's <laughs> ridiculous, wasn't it? Because like, and it was like he said, to do I with declare it. as like the oh. governor of Florida that this this trans person did not win this race. And he can't do that. No, that's no. not his job. And the swim community, they were like, the, <laughs> you know, we also, declare you can if go. If I and become fuck prime yourself. minister, can I decide who wins year six like school like <laughs> potentially creepy but <laughs> sure. days? Like, <laughs> Timmy won the race. <laughs> just, I just, you might is be that busy the job? fixing the economy or tackling I, the NHS. We'll get into that a little bit. I, I suppose to be in government, you don't have to deal like, with any of those. I just want to. I just want to be in charge of. Deciding who wins sports days. That, that didn't, that's the role I, I wish that's what I just, I think he's a genuine fucking monster. Yeah, he is like, a it's, monster. I think we could say, like we can joke about the whole like Twitter spaces thing as well, but it's really horrendous just seeing that mm. it is because of the like of Ron DeSantis that LGBT people, it, it was really nice the last like eight years where like it was okay for someone to be gay and someone to be trans. It was it was like quirky, yeah. and now it's like, <laughs> like they have always quirky. been a vulnerable group. And with Pride Month coming up in literally a few days, um, you look at the corporations that previously would have rainbow washed themselves, and because of the like of like the Bud Light um, scandal that happened with let's have a beer, Queens. <laughs> well, it wasn't even that. It oh, was the, the, sorry, the um, Dylan Mulvaney, the who trans is a yes. trans influencer on TikTok, um, just had one can of Bud Light with her face yeah. on given to her, and it caused and a huge shooting, like just the worst like fear. Yeah, like, just, just drink like, cat piss at that point. Horrendous, like backlash and already you have companies that do like the bare minimum which is just putting rain un- yeah, ugly rainbow, rainbow clothing yeah, out yeah. like mm. they're not even doing that this year mm. because of the fear and it's like they won't stand for us when things are actually tough like it's it's rainbow capitalism and it's obvious that like they wouldn't do it but the fact that they can do the most basic thing of making a really ugly t-shirt that says hashtag proud or something yeah. they can't do that now it yep. really shows are you just How saying horrendous this man is as the architect of this? I bought a well for my <laughs> first for my first pride. Shout out, Dad! He bought me a like um, and that was like a rainbow from River Island. Can we um, interest you in an A and E politics T-shirt? No, I haven't got mine yet. Oh. Oh, we'll sort that. We'll sort that. We'll sort that. By um, the time you I tagged Andrew's mum. Is this, why you're, is this why you're not <laughs> wearing a top? Because you oh, didn't have the you thought we would supply you with a top. Look, I'm. The reason I'm not wearing a shirt, I, I won't say because I, like, <laughs> I want you guys to, to dig into it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, uh, well, well, okay, we'll, 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 we'll try. Do, we'll by do the end of today's show, we'll try and work it out why he's not wearing a top. But um, yeah, so on the upshot, whatever his chances, he's he's kind of joining a quite contested, uh, it's getting contested field of Republican nom- uh, like hopeful. So Donald Trump's in the race. There's a man called Tim Scott's in the race. Nikki Haley, who we've talked about before, is in the race as well. Uh, and now Ron, Ron DeSantis. Well, I think he's been seen as the kind of primary opponent to Trump. And the other option that 
if you kind of if you are a fan of that ideology and but Trump has too much baggage of four years of president, you know, two impeachments, you would go for Ron DeSantis because he seems to be more competent Trump. But the issue is he's coming out and the more you see of Ron DeSantis, the more you realise he's actually not much more competent than Donald Trump and he's not doing the thing you'd have to do to win a primary race against Donald Trump, which Does is attack Donald Trump because he's being very kind of the cogent and waffly. Alternative perspective on that is he is he's not a very good politician like Donald Trump and Barack Obama and even Joe Biden. They are quite talented really at getting you put there. Donald Trump but how they address Obama the masses the and how they put across there. their message, it, they are political talents, whether or not they use them for good or bad, that is besides the point. Yeah. But there's a story uh, that apparently, like, when people come up to Ron DeSantis, he puts his, like, it's so funny. AirPods in and, like, he pretends to there's talk. So it, he goes, and there's this guy who came from, like, from Southern Florida to go to Iowa, which is, if you know the states, it's, Iowa. like, all the left, western side of states, and then Florida's in the bottom east, right? A long way to see um, DeSantis in Florida. And, and this guy comes up to him and goes, I've flown from South Florida to come here. And he goes, okay, and then turns around. He's it's, just, it's just so he awkward. He doesn't it's, know it's so how funny. to act, and he's meant to be, like, the president. Like, I don't... I think the more that we're going to see around DeSantis, the sparkle of his monst monstrosity is. Well, like he's trying to trying to. You can't talk about the sparkle in Florida anymore. Mm. It's Wasn't not allowed. Tim Scott didn't he sell Civic Bank? Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Tom's up to date on all this. <laughs> what the fuck? How Didn't do you feel Tim about Scott, the guy on like the the Civic Bang adverts? He's like, I, I'm. Oh, it's not Tim Scott. No, that's not Tim Scott. What's his okay, name? That's about Barry Scott. <laughs> 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 I'm about Tim Scott for a moment. I'm not going to make a big deal of it because he doesn't. He, he's does he like? He's not going to win. But Tim does Scott has. Toilet? Tim Scott has never been married. I bet he does. This is important. Tim Scott's oh, never been sorry. married, <laughs> and he also says that he's um, uh, like he's waiting to be, he's waiting till marriage to have sex, which means that if he were Love to win, virgin. he would be the first <laughs> virgin president of the United States. Which I were the president that knows a, how to fuck personally. He's a 40, he's the 40, like, they're going to fuck the three. Like, <laughs> the thing is, the more reporters find out about this, the more they're going to ask him about it, because it is funny. And uh, you can see in a few weeks, Donald Trump calling him the 40 year old virgin, because like he is that. He says he's waiting till marriage. He has not been married. He, and oh. he's running for president. But what are his policies? Well, his poli oh, he's, he's Get me a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he's pro He's pro nationwide abortion ban. They all are. Like, these are all awful people. He doesn't need to worry about that. My brother. Also, just to add, mm -hmm. why people might actually also consider voting for Ron DeSantis, he can give them a second term. Of like, Trump. Of like the of himself like as in mm, if you vote for trump years, you only yeah. have four years if you vote for ron and he gets yeah. in then that could, that could really, be the era of ron i don't for eight think years. that he's gonna get it i think it'd be trump biden again but so um yeah what what's see. everyone's what does everyone think about his chances and then we'll move on to the kind of story i hope i i hope there's a better chance of him getting a venereal disease like, so what do we think of everyone's chances of him getting elected? I think that Let's not let Adam Trump on this. might get. <laughs> I think Trump might get it. I really hope that Ron DeSantis disappears from public life um, and all of his policies. He won't. I think he's a very, very evil man. Yeah. Um, and if Trump yeah, gets it, Ron DeSantis will just spit be gum back in his hair. Four years, like oh. nice. Yeah. Um, spit right. gum in his hair. Bailey, what's been happening in Cardiff? Ooh, what has been happening in Cardiff? Apart give me a from second. Beyonce last week. Yeah, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shift change. Um, give me a second. I close the window. I <laughs> close my. Well, I can tell you because I've got the window open. Hey. 
No, it's my section. It's, it's actually written in the next section brackets, Bailey. So brackets. Yeah. It's, 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 it's it starts with on Monday, the 22nd of May. Ooh, what Ooh. happened? Uh, oh. We're going to have a bit of a shift change, okay? And everyone, please be serious with us, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, if you've been paying attention to the news, which I have a friend in Cardiff, and I was like, oh, stay safe, King. And he was like, why? And I was like, there's riots. He was like, what? Um, on the 22nd of May, 16-year-old Kyrie Sullivan and 15-year-old Harvey Evans died in a road traffic accident shortly after 6 o'clock in the evening. Now, shortly after that, violence broke out directed at police. Fireworks were thrown, cars set alight, and there were like reports of like the Cardiff riots. Um, however, this did take place in a suburb of Cardiff called Eli. It's not actually, you know, like the central Cardiff area, so not really the city. Um, but this story has gained nationwide attention for two reasons. There is... Again, the position of the police in the spotlight and how they act and how they contribute to the community. And this is a very, very worrying case where it does appear to some people that the police were a contributing factor in this horrific accident that killed two teenage boys. So the police, first of all, they were accused of lying with regards to the circumstances of the traffic collision, saying that they completely deny any sort of like wrongdoing they weren't involved in it whatsoever um, and after 24 hours they then had to roll back a little bit on those claims and refer themselves to the police watchdog because cctv images of you know like ring doorbells like um privately owned ones are attached to houses in the eli area literally caught a police van following the two boys Christ. on an e-bike and it was only after those images were shown on social media and then were verified by the new BBC fact-checking service, BBC Verify, that there came a shift in this story. Thankfully, there wasn't another night of riots, but as a sociology student, I think it's a worth a bit of comment on why the suburb of Eli is actually more predisposed to these violent outbursts. So as well as it being a bit of a difficult economic time for everyone, Eli itself is an area that experiences more levels of deprivation than the average it has exceedingly high levels of students more than the majority of students so 59 percent are eligible for free school meals so if you think if you sat in your classroom 60 percent of your classmates they would be getting school dinners for completely for free and free school meals are used by sociologists by people in the department for education to actually track the life chances to track the attainment levels how well someone does in school and in life these statistics for this local population just for kids it doesn't look great as well as that there's quite high proportions of long-term sick or disabled people um, and it's also not the first time that this suburb which is stricken by poverty has kind of had riots in the past um, and they've kind of had a bad name for themselves and um, for example in autumn of 1991 there were riots there as well um, over, I believe, just like an altercation between a shop owner that was forced to leave. Um, but again, these areas of deprivation, they do have these flashpoint events. And it's not the first time this sort of like century, this millennia, whatever, that we've had riots occur as a result of police action. Um, if you think of the 2011 London riots, those started after the police shooting of Mark Duggan. And in similar times of economic hardship, you know, we're going through the cost of living crisis back then. It was a, the effect of the financial crisis and austerity measures being put in place. Warm weather, always a contributing factor. But it's 
something to watch, I think, with how the police address this issue further um, and honestly what just comes of it. It's Yeah, it's a really, really worrying case, I think, because there really is... It's just horrific, I think. Yeah, it is. It's almost like um, the, the police system we have in the country needs a fundamental reform. It's almost like because we talked about the Met Police before and how the report into the Met Police was eviscerating of their of their mechanisms for, you know, for anti-racism measures and their and their anti-sexism and harassment measures, and you know, it's the same in Cardiff, which is a very different city from London. Mm. Um, it's not the same; it's different, but it's it's it speaks to this issue of police brutality and the structure and structural violence inherent in policing systems. I just it just this needs to change, and the only way it will change is if we all like want it to and you know we have it's just it's just awful so yes well even today um police scotland the chief of police scotland said that the force is institutionally racist i don't know how many more times we just need to be pointing out that something's racist before they actually do something okay it's racist let's change it let's do it like that Let's do it, and they just they just aren't, are we? Like, how, how many years has there's it been? There's a lot of conversations about having conversations, isn't yeah. it? It's like we mm. need to have a conversation about the racism. It's like, you know, go on we've then. We've decided it's there. It's there. The reports are showing yeah. it is. Mm. Now it's what do we do about it? And nothing well, appears to be happening. I mean, topless Tom, your take. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, I, I think uh, well, yeah, yeah, equally, yes, we need to have conversations about having conversations. Yes, we need action. But I think the more you talk about something. The c- surely can't be more worse. I'm not, you know, saying that there's a limit. Yes, there's limited action within the police. And yes, there needs to be definitely some kind of reform. But that equally, like we are seeing, especially police themselves um, or units within the police start to self-regulate and self-referee. And actually a lot of these uh, bills and reforms and um, inquiries into the police come from members of the force yeah um and actually they are willing to have this conversation and they so what we're seeing is more and more people are actually talking about it which you know again the first first way to solve the problem is to acknowledge there is one yeah we need to do something that's been going on yeah. for years but now. at some point like we can just keep acknowledging it and go yep 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 but they're not actually doing any of the measures that no, we need yeah, to exactly. like the full reform is necessary but yeah um right tom on to the next story uh the net migration Numbers came out today. Yes, they did. Uh, exciting times. Um, so the office what is net migration? Net migration is the uh, so the amount of people. Pardon me for moving the mic. Um, the amount of people who have come to the UK and or left the UK. Exactly. So it's the total yes, increase the total. decrease in the UK's population. Exactly. So that's and people leaving and people coming in and coming in. And that was released today which was exciting. So the Office Woo. of National Statistics show that we've had an overall migration in 2022 at 606,000, which is a 20% increase from yesterday, uh, last year. Yesteryear. Yesteryear. It's a lot of people in one day. It's a lot of people in one day. It is a lot of people, and it is a record high for the UK. Uh, so according to the uh, ONS data... The Office for National Statistics. I, yes. For the, uh, for the, the plebs that don't know the ONS is. Mm. I'm the non EU, that's European Union, arrivals included <laughs> 361,000 students and their families, 235,000 people coming for work related reasons, 172,000 coming on humanitarian schemes from countries including Ukraine, Hong Kong, and Afghanistan, and 76,000 people claiming asylum. Yep. 
This is a bit of an embarrassment for the Conservative Party, uh, who, as ever, are sunny little snowflakes. And uh, it's actually double what they promised uh, immigration numbers would be in 2019. They were actually anticipating to tell the media that it was much, much more than this. Yeah. Uh, this is actually lower than their original this estimate. This is expectation so management they always million, do, though, isn't it? 100%. Um, but what it's mainly come from is non-EU arrivals, which have seen a massive increase, uh, including 361,000 uh, students, as mentioned. Yep. Um, and this is despite the very recent, as in, I think, implemented last week or yeah, the very, week before something, of a student crackdown because the government hates students. Why not hate us a little bit more? Which is what they're doing is they're stopping... So they're... Essentially, the university system makes a lot of money off international students. Oh, yeah. Which is they great. They pay three times as much tuition as They do, do, which is horrendous. Um, but what they're now doing is saying, yeah, you can come over and still give us money. It's not your family. You just can't bring any dependents and you can't switch to a work visa. Oh. Shout yeah. out to m- my international housemates, yeah. uh, you came right Lexi. Out. Yeah, I know I you're listening. Up. She just texted me asking it for a shout funny. out. One of, the, one of the conservative <laughs> MPs who went to NatCon, which was that national conservatism event in Bournemouth over like last week, started last week, uh, said that these students are coming over and taking the UK's knowledge away. Like it's some quantity, a Ugh. finite amount yeah. of it we have. Like it's just like, and the, we, were, we were at a live podcast show yesterday and they were like, actually underneath the Bank of England, there's the UK's knowledge that and they're coming and taking it away. Yeah, exactly. And we're like, it's showing because there's now a deficit in the cabinet of that knowledge. It's not like garlic bread, like you can't run out. No. <laughs> like Sainsbury's has been running out of garlic bread and if that's the international it student, it's, it's, it's horrific. Maybe, maybe if it's international students stealing my garlic bread, maybe I'm on board, but like knowledge, <laughs> come on. But, but then but also switching, fr- uh, like, so the, the rhetoric, which was, you know, post-Brexit, we need people to come Global in and Britain. work. Global Britain. Global Britain. Exactly. And now they're saying, like, you know, we'll teach you up, and then we want you and to fuck you off, basically. Up, but, like, not to that level. We need and to keep the up. knowledge in the uh, UK. Yeah, which is just... Uh, but because we want your money, um, but we don't want your work, uh, which is great and also is horrific for students who... Or either international students who are reliant on sending hope like that they're, they're here because yeah. they want to get good in- education from their families, you know, and the whole point of them being here is for a better life. But equally, like, kids need to see their families, man. You yeah. know, it's, it's that, it? you know, I, I, I go back and see Mummy Low all the time and it's, it's great, but shout no, out to Mummy Low. Shout out to Mummy Low. <laughs> the other slight embarrassing. We know she's not listening to this. She, We've met Mother her Lowe's. and she was like, absolutely, yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. She probably she would, though. Um, no, the other embarrassing thing for the Tories was about asylum seeking. Uh, so this uh, Rishi Sunak promised to reduce the asylum backlog Rishi. this year and the number waiting for initial decision uh, went up from 172,758 uh, this year from 166,000 uh, last year, pardon me. So an extra eight, so 6,000 people. Exactly, yes. And the number waiting more than Good six maths. months. Thanks. By the way, asylum seeking, it, yeah. it, it should pretty much... Be as quick as possible. So These are people. Asylum as seeking are people who are basically like, if yeah. I don't get safe haven, I will get killed, imprisoned. You know, there's th- they are in violent danger. It's something you need to do. There are rapidly. almost two hundred thousand people waiting more than six months. No, 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 no. Uh, so, so uh, that's in general. Um, in general. Typically, it is is a quite a, a quick process. However, I see. Okay, right. The sorry. number waiting for more than six months has increased from ten thousand last year to 128,812 wow. people, which is ludicrous. You know when you're like, you're, you're in an emergency <sighs> and you have to wait six months. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, like, God bless the NHS. But yes, no. So uh, that's another thing. So this is in spite of the student schemes of stop the boats of the the massive hotel number it's just all not working and it's all racist quite frankly this this whole thing pisses me off so much because we need immigration to help our economy function because it's falling apart we are losing individuals in key industries you know the 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 issue in the nhs right now is not an issue with recruiting new employees it's an issue of retention of them because it's so shit they don't want to stay in it they just fuck off out of it and where did we get a lot of our workers from eu through freedom of movement now we don't have that anymore we need to get those skilled workers in and that they're, they're trying to come in we're not paying them well and they're fucking off again and no, we're now exactly. we're done trying not to let them in this whole ideology is based on this and you know the the thing that another thing that came out of natcom which is again that that really like radical conservative conference in Bournemouth, which you know, Suella Bravman spoke at, Michael Gove spoke at, is all the pleasantest. Exactly, people. the most wonderful people in politics. They were saying that more, like, there's a there's a um, population problem in the UK that British people aren't having enough kids, and it you don't have to go too far into it to hear the high pitched dog whistle of white people need to have more kids in the UK because they're worried about the numbers coming in from abroad. Because if they're because they're saying that basically our population is stagnating and we're not going to grow, and therefore you know the economy starts to fall apart as growth and there's there's children going into workforce like all these problems. But then they're really anti-immigration. The whole thing you don't have to dig too deep to realise mm. it's fundamentally racism. That's that we don't want those people this, to come in. I am really interested in this idea of a generational memory and how it's so warped within England specifically. Um, how there's this is very similar to the American idea of make America great again. And I think that's partly why Brexit is still this rallying cry because it's the last bastion of hope to make Britain great again, make it Great Britain. But that is exactly why we need this decolonizing of the curriculum to actually understand that Britain is nothing without mm. immigrants, without refugees. Britain has been nothing without outside influence. And yeah. honestly, Britain was nothing without the slave trade and the pillaging and ev- all of that. And I think it's, I need to be very clear and say that I don't think that's a good thing. Like colonialism is barbaric. Yeah, I agree with that. But people remember <laughs> it and they're just like, any oh, controversial. You know, you know, Britain could have yeah. done all of these things without mm. the excessive fucking yeah, no, Britain mutilation is, and destruction is, of other Groups. is built uh, on other countries other cultures yeah, like I, everything the other day is was, from completely i was doing an essay on intervention and the vast vast majority of interventions uh, have taken place and failed in africa and mm. were state building operations and the reason for that and the question was something to do with why did, why do these state building interventions fail and it's because through colonialism it wasn't just britain but european nations went into african states and built these these shadow governments where basically they allowed for um, they uh, ex- continued exploitation through colonial rule, but they kind of allowed certain groups within these populations to rule over the other groups, but due to favour of the UK. So we've just fucked these systems up in these mm. countries. And then, yeah. weirdly enough, because there's no strong foundations of nation states, the civil war happens and it destabilises regions and violence and genocides mm. take place because of, and it's all a legacy of colonialism. And we drained billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars of wealth and pounds of wealth from Africa, from India, from Asia. And that's why we are in a situation that's where one of the richest economies in the world. And yet, yeah. yet despite that, we never look back and say, holy shit, this is our part in all of it. And mm. we never have that conversation. We need, class, yeah. we, need to, we need to pay reparations. There's so many things we have to do and we are just so far away from that conversation. The bottom, the bottom line is our economy and like our history is completely reliant on 
other cultures, other countries, mm. other populations. So this idea that we need to go back to this white Britain, like they've not said that, but that's what well, they're, they're saying. Tr- that is what they're saying, yeah. but like, it? But I mean, BMP do say that. If we're going back, like there is no going back. That was never the case. Like it's this kind of like I idealized the kind of racist thing. I mean, thing even if you look at all the Ukrainian refugees have been taken and white and European, but the other countries that Britain has had a direct hand in creating instability, there's no, there's been nowhere near the outpouring of love of, oh, come over, we'll like give you a room. Like there's been no refugee program for those countries. And yeah. I think it is incredibly telling. And I don't think this is just limited to Britain. I think it occurs a lot in other colonial yeah. states. Like for example, in Poland, they weren't letting in for sure. um, people of color minority and ethnic groups as they were fleeing from Ukraine. And it's just, I think racism is still incredibly prevalent whenever there's a discussion of immigration. And it's not a new issue to be discussing racism. It's just, it re-emerges time and time mm-hmm. again. I mean, the is it Enoch Powell in his Rivers of Blood speech? Yes. That is, I mean... I know about that from Call the Midwife. There you go, but it's like... It's still, for anyone that doesn't know, it was an incredibly racist speech that was said in a private club. And because it was so racist and so outrageous, Enoch Powell was a prominent member of the Conservative Party. Yeah. It still made headlines. And it's it's these attitudes that genuinely haven't gone away. And mm. it's just incredibly disheartening but because I politics hasn't really moved. N- well, yeah, no. And I think to bring it back to just what these, fi- it's really easy to look at these figures and then go, oh, you, you know, and, and, and take the, you know, you know what, what does it mean? Like, how does our, you know, uh, how does our country construct the, the immigrant, you know, and what is British? But each of these very specific numbers, some of them is a person, mm. you know, is a person oh, yeah. coming over for their education, coming over for work, coming over to just see their family, to, to escape from conflicts, yeah. you know, even when we talk about Ukraine, Hong Kong, Afghanistan. But yeah, like they're just saying blanketly, um, just all students who've come here, your your families can't follow you. Yeah, you you can come you can come over here. You can you know use our education system. You know we want you to do that. Then don't want you to work afterwards. Yeah, an issue. We um, want your money but also yeah, literally it is something to do with the money because our university systems are so fucked right now. Sorry about that. I'm confident enough in saying that I feel like us as humanity students, we already subsidise the other subjects, like at the oh university. Yeah. Uh, like for example. The amount of teaching hours, equipment, all sorts of resources that you other don't sciences think students library get. Library five is worth nine grand. I oh just, my god! Oh well, if lecturers <laughs> weren't on strike in the time, and it's like, well, you want to support them, but then again, to pay me to go to it's four five. One place for me to pay one point eight k for a yeah. school. What's that about? And to be forced to make a poster. And to be forced. To, uh, look, I'm. I am. That poster is going to be the best damn poster I've ever seen for one point eight k. Like no, for 1.8k, no, I want them to make, make the it. poster. I want yeah. them to make the poster. Good boy. I'm gonna, what? I'm gonna contact Harriet yes. and Carrie. <laughs> Shout out to Harriet and Carrie. Shout You're making me a poster. You're making me a poster. <laughs> it's just anyway. Insane. I'm sure they're lovely ladies. And then yeah. get me a placement, yeah. I guess. Right, next block. <laughs> this is quite a sad episode. Are we clowning on Boris? Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is. This so, as, as you can tell, we're now going to go and talk about, uh, not just Boris Johnson, but the Conservative Party. There's been yeah. a few hot figures in the party have, uh, have been dropping Cue some Cue the takes. cloud music. Um, so aye, we'll, aye. we'll see you in a second. <laughs> Hello. 
Hello, welcome back to Any Politics. Um, just to update the audience. Yeah, Tom, um, why have you taken your socks off? My socks are off. I'm watching so, the Spider-Man trailer right now. It's 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 hot times. It's guys. blown your socks off. That's yeah, how good it is. Blown. His socks are actually sort of flying. They got venom in the lizards in it. What? And Craven the Hunter. Oh um, my God, guys! I've got, I might have to take my trousers off. From one lizard off. to another. Let's hey, talk about Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. So. Joris Bonson. Joris Bonson. Boris Johnson. I hope so. we still have like the shall I, music player. Yeah. Shall I tell you about Joris Boris Johnson? Please can we focus, okay? Because no. this is actually <laughs> fucking hilarious stuff. Oh, yeah. This is an award-winning so, podcast, actually, as yeah. well. So like Um So Boris Johnson, there was a public inquiry into the government handling of COVID. I'm sure you've all heard about it, because it's it's quite a big thing. We've spoken about it before on this epi- on this podcast. So on you this should have heard it on pod. here. And um, but the gov- the inquiry have threatened the cabinet office with criminal sanctions over their criminal refusal sanctions. criminal criminal uh, over their refusal to share Boris Johnson's WhatsApp messages and diaries without he- heavy redactions. Um, so oh. basically, on the twenty eighth of April, uh, the inquiry sent a request to the cabinet office for these WhatsApps and diaries, and they've just gone uh, no. Uh, we'll give you a little bit, but like not the whole thing, and that's not gone down well. And failure to comply with this request is a criminal offence, uh, punishable with a fine of up to a thousand pounds or imprisonment of fifty-one weeks. So yet again, Boris Johnson has has uh, proven that he is a a criminal. Um, I know, I know. How many crimes is this guy gonna gonna commit? As many as possible. But, First um, of all, that haircut. <laughs> hey, okay. that's a crime against bubbers. Um, <laughs> anyway, but, but he has—he's also dropped the government-appointed lawyers after being referred to the police, and the new lawyers will be paid for by the taxpayer. As well, the old lawyers. So <laughs> some of his mates are getting We're some more for of this our money. Whole thing. Um, and say so we, I don't actually, apart from VAT, I don't pay like income tax. I'm a student. I don't know anything. Sorry. Continue. Soon on placement. On placement. Yeah, yeah. Um, you pay road tax. No, I don't. My car's not that kind of car. Um, mm, it's not like other girls. I'm sure. Brian. Love you. Road tax love Brian. Um, engines over one. Oh, you don't pay council tax. I'm now determined to come up with a tax that VAT, you do pay. I pay VAT. VAT. Yeah, no, I've t- I've told you that one before. Exactly. Unless you only unless you only eat cake. Which I do. Wait, wait. <laughs> is, is there no VAT on cake? There's no VAT on Fuck cake. Fuck off. Why? But there is VAT on sanitary essential. products. No, yeah. So this is... Okay, I can do a whole bit on VAT because I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Aren't they essential but items? This is why... Okay, this, this is, is why... This is, this is why... Right, so cake is essential. Things that are essential Yay! don't have VAT. So like bread. So this is why Jaffa cakes are cakes, not biscuits, because then they avoid VAT. Whereas biscuits have VAT on them. That is a fun fact. Jaff cake is also a cake. And the reason that ta- tampons and like sanitary products have um, tax on them is because of s- the patriarchy. Uh, no, that's actually <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, there wasn't VAT on... Um, Wait, Thatcher put that oh on. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, she did. The feminist herself. She's literally I, just... <laughs> own yeah. girl, babe. Yeah, yeah. But she got put the funny. She got really annoyed. Yeah, yeah she's just like, fuck it. <laughs> they have to pay more. Anyway, back to Joris Bonson. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, he's dropped the government-appointed lawyers that will be paid for by the taxpayer. Clearly not Adam, because he's only eating cake and not paying road tax. So, 
Um, and Downing Street have said. I thought that you were saying I wasn't his legal defence because oh, I failed that law. That would be That's funny. What I yeah, you yeah, were yeah. Say. He also failed law, he, so Joris Bonson is not is I not hiring you. Um, and Downing Street have said that they have supplied enough documents. That's why they don't want to give. Um, Boris's WhatsApps and diaries. I think it's quite sweet that he had diaries throughout the whole COVID. Yeah. It's like, oh, dear diary, today I killed someone else's gran. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> while I had wine in the garden with my wife. Um, <laughs> A suitcase so <laughs> wine. <laughs> um, Lady Harlot. Harlot? She's not a harlot. <laughs> <laughs> she might be a harlot. I don't know. <laughs> Lady, Lady Hallett, um, I've written the gal running the inquiry, has said that she wants to see um, the WhatsApps and the diaries regardless. <laughs> Maybe she's just nosy, but also she has said that she wants to assess whether the government had their priorities in order, which uh, I think the answer is probably no. Yeah, this government, or oh, sorry, three governments ago had their priorities <laughs> in order. Mm, nope. Yeah, so... Yeah, it would be interesting to read about like the parties, what he was saying about these parties and the the cake. um, Whether he ate the cake, did he eat the cake or not? Well, this is the thing. This is really want cake now. His legal defense, his legal defense amounts to he was ambushed by cake, and but he didn't eat the cake because people love him so much that they gave him cake on his birthday, but he didn't eat the cake, so he didn't break COVID rules. What a bastard! That should be illegal in itself. What a waste! What he's trying to do is is extrapolate out out where is the crime? Is Mm. the crime the cake? Because the the media seemed to be oh he was given cake and he had cake. The crime is the fact there was a party happening. The fact that you can give well, someone cake is what, the crime. What they're looking into is whether he has lied, right? So yeah. it's not, It's everyone knows that the cake happened. Everyone knows blah, blah, blah. But it's whether he knew that his party was breaking the COVID rules or did. not. Yeah, and that's what they're looking into, which is why she wants his diaries. Because in his diary, it'll be like, we had a little party. And if it says that, cake, then, yeah. then he knows well, he lied. We will know. What it would be funny if in the diaries it goes... I broke the COVID rules. Well, just explicit. I don't think. I think Boris Johnson is smarter than he comes across. I think he wouldn't have written it down. I think he knows because he's he's gonna know. But that is there he gonna have known that his private diaries? So. Well, I, I suppose there is an expectation if you're a prime minister that your diaries will be published at some yeah, point. I think you know nothing because you think, think people give I a mean, shit. There was obviously there's an element of it. I think he's smarter than that, but also he did throw parties in lockdown, yeah, which is a stupid yeah, thing to do. And so people taking photos. Maybe he's not, but I would assume that you'd assume that if you're doing something illegal, you don't write it down. I think his arrogance <laughs> has blinded his like, You rationale. don't put it in the Google calendar for someone else. I think it was in his Google calendar. He doesn't have a Google calendar. He just uses the calendar app on oh. his phone. Oh. Yeah, those. he's one of them, I, I think. I, I, I don't right, know yeah, whether that's true or not, but... That's speculation, but... Yeah. What do you reckon what... What colour his um, breaking COVID guidelines was? Yellow, um, green, dark green. Happen well. I reckon it's that really disgusting green Red. from the from Red. the um, like you know the the like bunting. <laughs> what do you call it bunting? The, the, the I'm breaking rules, bitches. Of, like hands, face, space. The green. Oh that, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. Um, right, other Tories who've done some fun shit. Swella um, Braverman. She uh, drove her. Well, 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 well. My oh, sorry, MP. sorry, sorry. Tom's MP, Tom's bit. My MP. Sorry. Doesn't say whose bit it is. I, so I love Suella Brubman. She is my favourite MP that I have <laughs> <laughs> by Maybe. choice. She's also your least favourite MP. She's also have. the least favourite MP I have. <laughs> and the middle favourite MP. <laughs> she is Oompa. Um, <laughs> she, um, apart from saying various racist things, 
Um, the listener can't see the disdain on Tom's no, face, which yeah. is well. quite something. It's trailed down to his nipples. They are yeah. very angry as well. He's, yeah. uh, he's curling his toes. He's doing I am curling my toes, which you can <laughs> see because I've got my socks off. Um, Tom, Sue. leave your gloves on. <laughs> can the I talk about my MP now? Sorry, sorry <laughs> the gloves are off. Like my hey. MP. Listener, for those who don't know, Suella Bruffman is my MP. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Fairham. She... Don't drove. give your address away, fucking hell. That's just the all the all the facts. Can I tell what my MP's been doing? <laughs> right. And, and, and I actually went to a. I, and Bailey said that I'm the one that shrieks. <laughs> you were just not letting. I've actually speak. been to one of her hustings, and she was just like the most nothing person. Like, uh, like as, oh, she's yeah. just awful at engaging with people. Um, besides the point, she has a speeding ticket. What? Which nothing untoward has happened. No. <laughs> Maybe on something wrong. So the the drama around it is when you if you get a speeding ticket you basically have two Adam options. Knows. You can no I've never had I've actually he's not paying road tax I've never got a speeding ticket. Thank you very much. Um, you can either have points in your license or you can go to a speed awareness course, which is a day long event where you go. But the the thing is, the speed awareness course is you'd have to go and other people are there. It's not a solo thing. So what she tried to so do funny. is go through the civil service to get her the kind of do a private speed awareness course so she wouldn't have the public humiliation of like you know a bunch of people in Portsmouth going to speed awareness course like delinquents who've been racing their cars oh so all people from Portsmouth are delinquents <laughs> now Adam, no people they? who are speed and get caught doing that's it that's fine are. she spent Everyone as speeds. little time in no that's why I said possible. that's why I said people who did who got caught doing it but if oh. she showed up on that that would be embarrassing for her so she tried to go through the civil service so the drama so here so why didn't she just take is, the points so the drama here is well that's what she said has happened but we know that's not true because the civil servants have said oh. that they were that she asked for a private driver's test. The thing that's happened now is she's taken the points on the license. Okay. But she was trying to get without because if you do this being of course you don't get points on the license. Yeah. Um, to be honest but I don't give a fuck. No, but the <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, just, it's just another example of a Tory bending the law so that they can get what they to, want. Well, it's, 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 it's one rule for them. They're trying to yeah, overturn yeah, yeah. the rules that they set. They have you know le legislative power over speed limits and how their system works, and they're trying to use their authority yeah. as Secretary of State to not to get herself out of a speeding ticket. Hilarious. That's the problem. It's not. Home who secretary. cares? People get speeding tickets all the time. Not a problem. It's fine. Whoa, don't. whoa, whoa, whoa! My my MP's the Home Secretary, not Secretary of State. Secretary of State for home. Home for home, yeah. Home? That they're all secretaries of state, but no, she's home secretary. No, state Surely. department. You're thinking. Surely, no, secretary of state is a thing, and it's the home. It's the home office. Of, I think you're thinking of the states. No, there is one in the UK eh? as well. She's the home secretary. Why is she driving if she's in her home office? <laughs> but, um, is she in her uh, office? Well? Right. Okay. Last one. <laughs> Dominic Rob. Dominic Rob. He um, robs me not up the wrong MP. way. Um, not not MP. But speaking of not being MP, he is not standing as an MP. I will ever not stand again. for this. Is uh, what he said. He said that he's not going to stand <laughs> again because um, well, he just has given a reason. Just said he did a good job and he thinks his job is done and he wants to move on to greener pastures. Yeah. But the real reason that he's not standing is because the seat of Escher and Walton is thought to be vulnerable the next election he probably wouldn't win it Ooh. against Labour slash Liberal Democrat opposition and then he'd have to stand there whilst he lost a vote uh, and basically concede to the winner so he it's much much safer for him to not stand at all and then not get humiliated by losing the oh. we will probably see a lot of conservative MPs in swing seats doing this potentially even Boris Johnson because his seat of Uxbridge is another potential swing seat it's not as safe as everyone as it was in the last election so there will be probably quite a lot of kind of more controversial 
long-time Tory MPs standing down before they get to the election just because they don't want the humiliation of being beaten in the election. They're all going to have to change their karaoke song because I've heard that um, Elton John, I'm Still Standing, is a favourite amongst Conservatives <laughs> and they can't do that anymore. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still that was such a long walk to that joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the way around. Yeah, this whole time I've been planning that yeah. walk. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, just on the mirror, I do not like this man. Uh, go back to a couple of episodes ago yeah. when we did our little obituary. And I, 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 like, I've, I've had, I've received some backlash from mostly mums <laughs> telling me that I can't call him a certain word, and you're wrong. He is that word. He works and that as word, a Marks and Spencers. And that word is cunt. Dominic Robb is a cunt. And he's not giving cunt. He's not serving cunt. He <laughs> is a cunt. Um, and he can fuck off our politics <laughs> as far as I want. So, when we come back... Hello, anyway. Emily. Hello, my mother. Hello. Oh my God. <laughs> they really love that word. Yeah, and, um, um, yeah they do. So, when we come back, we're going to play Emily's game. Uh, I'm really excited, but I think you're going to hate me. Listeners, what you can't see is that I have moved away to face... She's so far away right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm facing the, the contestants of my game. So um, just some, some pre... Tom's now rolled his jeans up to his knees as well. Like, yeah. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not shorts, Tom. They're sea salt jeans. They're sea salt jorts. Ooh. They're, they're not if you roll them up. Let's do the game. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know where, where to start. Um... So yesterday we were at uh, a live podcast and during the interval I look at my phone and I was genuinely quite shocked because mm. Tina Turner has died. Um, and it, it was one of those things I was like, oh, I didn't think this day would ever happen. You know, it's like, yeah. anyway, so I've decided to dedicate this game to Tina. No one has seen the game. No, no one one's seen the game. Come. Yeah, so if anyone doesn't like the game, please don't blame us. Blame Emily. Um, Literally, it's all Emily's That's fault. fine. Also, it has absolutely fuck all to do with anything. So just... Well, it's really... So it's got something to do what? with Tina Turner. It's What's very loosely. It is, right, this is, this is <laughs> Bailey's name of the <laughs> game. It's called Simply the Test. Simply the Test! There we go. And it <laughs> might... And um, my, my game has been based on that, pretty much. That pun. <laughs> So basically, you've got to rename the song "Simply the Best" to fit in line with the clue oh that I'm giving God. you. This <laughs> <laughs> is so good. I'm so ready to win. So okay. every answer is simply the something. something. Okay, okay so right, right, number right. one, I'm just going to do a shout out situation because I don't want to be the one that's shouting the most. Um, I've tried to be quite calm and collected this episode. Um, hello, Michelle. Get the fuck <laughs> on with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question one. A word meaning the skin of an orange, lemon, or lime. Simply the zest. Oh. Yes, Thomas. Oh. Oh. You've got to sing it, though. Simply the zest. Tom got that. Congrats. This is going to peak everyone's head. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Are we ready for question two? Animals that invade the home often... Simply the pest! <laughs> wow. Very quick. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just doing the same falsetto. I don't know this if you is can tell the difference between... Oh, that was Bailey. That was Bailey. That's Bailey, yeah. So Tom's on one, Bailey's on one, Adam is on, fuck all. I'm not that fast. Okay, next one. A design used to symbolise a family, town or organisation. 
i.e. the symbol that represents them. Simply the crest. <laughs> Simply the crest. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bailey's on two. Wow. Bailey's on two, this Tommy's so on one. <laughs> I had so many and Adam was like limited. So I've got, I've got, I've got three more. <laughs> they do get harder and harder okay. because I was losing the world to live. Okay, so this is the next clue. Um, me before my exam. Simply bereft. Simply the stress. Simply, simply, simply the stress. That's rubbish. That's no tears in it. Simply depressed. Oh, you could have had that as simply well. Simply depressed. I wasn't no, depressed. I was depressed. Wow, you don't get a point for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I do though. <laughs> you, yeah, so no, Bailey's on th- simply needs Simply depressed. Um, simply no, it's simply the. I like your effort, but no. Right, so Bailey's you. on three. Well, uh, no Tom's on one. participation awards here. Uh, yeah. Okay. We've got two That's more. Essentially, what the best podcast? Well, all of them. So yeah. Okay. No, it's what? Can we focus, please? <laughs> We've won an award. I've got two more questions. Um, what led to the Habsburg jaw? Some history knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Come <laughs> 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 Tom. Come Tom. This is for you. The Habsburg jaw. Yes. Like oh, simply incest. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I wrote that question for you. Yeah, no, no, sorry. It took uh, me a minute there because I was like, Habsburg jaw, that sounds I have, like I have a, a question written for me. No, but you, you were talking about the. You had simply the stressed. That was for you. What? Um, Everyone could tell you were stressed. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the final one. I drove is, you up to that exam. You were stressed. <laughs> okay, final it's one. This unfair, one's worth 10 points. 10? Oh, what? Adam. Hell yeah. Um, Adam. 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 Okay, are you ready for the. For the oh, yeah. Are you, are you sure you're ready? Yeah. Okay. A long search for something, i.e. a medieval task. Simply the quest. Yes! Yeah, oh. Simply the quest! Oh, fantastic. Uh, well done. Uh, can we play out the Tina Turner? No. It's a podcast. Better than I can't play you. I can't put songs in. Yes, Anyone you can. Can. You can put legally a couple of seconds. I'm not going to risk it. You can sing it if you want. Okay, yeah, no, Bailey, we were doing a different bit and then you've just... So I think it's um clear to say that Bailey won that one. Adam, I think I did, oh yeah, I think I did really well. Uh, yeah, you, you were here. I um, recovered from Angie's game last week at being the best at games. Adam, you were technically present. Technically, we'll get we'll give him a podcast award. No, thank you. Yeah, so right. So best, um, that's it. That's the end of the show, everyone. Woo! Next yeah. week, Thanks, oh, next week. This <laughs> might be hot news for Adam, but next week we're gonna have Jack on. Oh. I, I didn't know that. But yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Next week he's going to come on and talk about music and politics, and that's going to be fucking phenomenal. So look forward to that. Yeah, um, and we're going to have like this. It will be. We will have had nothing to do all week. So yes, yeah, so it might be quite, quite a long one. Yeah. Strap in, boys. Um, <laughs> strap in. <laughs> that's strap the end of the show, Bailey. How you? How you feeling? Simply the best. No, I'm. I'm feeling great actually. I'm gonna go to the fountain and have a sausage, and also listen to the Karma featuring Ice Spice remix um, that comes out Taylor tonight. Swift is when this Amazing. Comes out. Amazing. Okay. Right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Wait. Wait. Whoa. 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 Oh. Tom. <laughs> Tom. How are you? How are you feeling, Tom? Am I feeling? Yeah. Hungry. How many clothes okay, do hungry. you still have on? Tom? Emily, how are you feeling? I'm feeling proud, Mary. Amazing. Right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, oh, I'm shrieking again. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. This 
This podcast is hosted by the annoying Adam Wright and the amazing Emily Gray. <laughs> yeah, she's all right. <laughs> um, with guest host um, Thomas Lowe and Bailey. This show is produced by Adam Wright. <laughs> but also, I feel like me, Tom, and Bailey did produce this one as well. So yeah, I'll just give us a it. shout out here yeah, again. Um, it's in the credits, your with, producers. With contributors, uh, Samaya Ali, but she did fuck all for this one. <laughs> 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 and apparently Amy Joy's here too. She can have some credit. Sure, why not? Let's just give it to everyone. Um, any Politics is a University Radio Bath production. Rolling, rolling on a weed Big wheels keep on